What is going on, everybody? Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And here on today's episode, uh, if you're a fan of some AFC bubble teams, we're going to be talking about those teams quite a bit. And everybody knows NBA free agencies happened uh, two weeks ago now, but we're here to discuss the winners and losers of that. And stay tuned definitely for the losers of that. Uh, Eric and Connor are going to have something special to say about their teams. Uh, but yeah. Let me introduce you guys now to the rest of the crew, and then we'll get started. What's going on, guys? It is Connor, the co-host with the most. And uh, unfortunately, in addition to ranting on the Charlotte Hornets for the third week in a row, I could rant on my lockboard performance. Uh, I did have one game taken away because of COVID, but definitely not looking good for me in the lockboard recently, even though I'm still only uh, not too far behind. It's... Uh, Definitely need to turn things around here. Now, what's going on, y'all? This is Eric, your ranting co-host. As Zach alluded to, there will definitely be a rant for me tonight. Uh, you're going to say two, and though. It'll be during the NBA segment. But uh, I did have a pretty good performance in the lockboard this week and took first place this week. So I've still got a ways to go to get back in it, but never going to complain about a dub. So I'm happy with that. What's up, guys? Uh, it's Nate here. Uh, COVID uh, <laughs> finally caught up to the NFL this weekend. It caught up to my lock board. Um, if you watched the last episode, I made some picks, and two out of my three games <laughs> uh, got canceled from COVID, so I picked some other matchups that didn't go quite so well. So looking to get back into it this week. Hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, all the players of the teams that I pick <laughs> will stay healthy and <laughs> not get COVID in the next uh, five days and I uh, have a little bit of a better week this time. So I'm assuming yeah. you'll be picking the Broncos then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, it is a tough week for Nate. We'll get to that when we when we review the last uh, week of the lockboard performance. But yeah, it was rough, uh, rough week for uh, Nate's picks with uh, COVID. But uh, we're going to go around the shield to start with, as always. And uh, we've done this sort of format several times in the past, but we're doing it again. And I'll let Connor explain what, is different this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we alluded to this a few weeks ago um, that we were going to do something about the AFC wildcard race because, unfortunately, for football's sake, the NFC wildcard is looking very boring at the moment. Um, it's pretty much just like the Buccaneers and then the Rams and Cardinals, like the NFC West, and nobody else is really involved. So uh, we thought we'd take a look at the way more interesting wildcard race, which is the AFC. Um, we got six teams that we're going to talk about here. And we're just going to go in order by the standings. And so this is going to be a simple um, kind of like the panic, don't panic, where there was no in between. We're just going to have a simple, do you think they'll make it or do you not think they'll make it? And then obviously reasons why. Um, so we've got the standings up here on the left for anybody watching on YouTube. Um, basically, we're just going to assume that the division leaders right now are going to win the division. So we're going to assume the Steelers, Chiefs, Titans, and Bills are all going to win their divisions. Um, obviously, the Titans and Bills uh, are not for certain at the moment, but um, we're just going to assume that they will. And so, but yeah, we'll get into the first team here. Um, the first team out with an 8-3 and three record. The uh, Let me move the picture over here. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. So are the Cleveland Browns in or are they out? God. <laughs> Eric, you good? Eric. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm doing something. <laughs> He's trying to move his picture. <laughs> okay, so here are the results from our uh, always fun to watch picture moving on YouTube. Um, so myself, Connor, and Eric all pick the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns to be in the playoffs, and Nate is the only one picking them to be out of the playoffs. And also, too, something uh, I'll say before we get started is we've all agreed to pick three teams in and three teams out. So I'm not just going to pick every team to be in the playoffs and be like, well, I'm going to get three of these, right. You know, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) one way or another, I'm going to get this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, you have to pick three in and three out is how we're doing this um, to, so keep that in mind, but three of us have them in one of them. Nate has uh, the Browns out, but I've been the most bullish on the Browns this whole season. So I'll talk about why I think they'll be in, uh, they haven't been great. I'll say this. They've been winning some close games and everything, but they are currently the five seed. Um, they do have some games against the Steelers and Ravens left on their schedule, but being in the five seed, they're one game up or two games up on all the other teams in the wild card race. So that gives them an advantage. And uh, the way that their running attack is, it's a, it's an offense that I think um, is going to be tough to stop with Hunt and Chubb. Uh, they're going to be good enough to beat the rest of the bad teams on their schedule, and I think make it in based really on their run game and their defense uh, has been getting better. So I think the running game is really going to propel Cleveland into the playoffs here with this wild card. But Nate, why do you why do you have the Browns out right now? They're they're the fifth seed, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they're. <laughs> I mean, they're definitely in a good spot right now, but I just feel like, kind of like what you mentioned, they have some tough games coming up. They have to play the Steelers um, and the Ravens, which I feel like, um, obviously, Lamar Jackson having some troubles lately, but um, the way that Cleveland looked versus the Jags, you know, only beating a 1-10 team by two points, um, I believe the last game was pretty close as well. I feel like um, if the Ravens pull it out, then they kind of, you know, take the driver's seat for that um, mm-hmm. spot. So I just feel like, I haven't been super high on the Browns this year. I feel like they're a little bit overrated, and I think that's going to catch up to them when they have to um, go up against the Ravens and Steelers. Well, I will say, before we move on to the next one really quickly, um, I will say, for me at least, my opinion actually changed on this uh, about a day or so ago because if it wasn't for the fact that the Ravens were having all these COVID problems, I probably would have had Cleveland in the out spot. But mm-hmm. because of the fact that the Ravens are having all these problems with COVID and everything, and the fact that the Browns have a couple easy games on their schedule, um, I just think I have to change it to the the Browns yeah. being in. Like I do, I do think they'll lose to the Steelers, and um, I can't remember who the other game they play. That's tough. Uh, that's not Bills. the Ravens, but Bills. yeah, the Bills. I think uh, yeah, I think they'll lose to the Bills too. But I think they'll beat the oh, Ravens. They play the and Titans other... this week also. Right. And so, but I think they'll beat the, I think they'll beat the Ravens. And then obviously I think they'll beat the Giants and Jets. So um, I think that'll be enough to, especially with the Ravens and their COVID problems. Yeah. Let's uh, see the next team. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next team Uh, still in the fight for the AFC East crown, but we're going to have them as uh, for wildcard right now, the Miami dolphins. Are they in or are they out? Oh, Nate's picture is slowly uh, moving towards the end, and then it went back. back. This sounds like <laughs> decisiveness. <laughs> I think Remember, you have to have three in and three out for everybody. Yeah, but um, 
just down the outside. Okay. Okay. So we have <laughs> we have our first split of the night, uh, split decision here. Myself and Eric have the Dolphins in the playoffs, and Nate and Connor have them out. So I'll hear from Eric uh, why we think the Dolphins are going to make it in. I assume you're going to talk about the same reasons I think too. Uh. Probably. I mean, I just I like where they're um, I like where they're at with the positioning of everything and the standings right now. And I feel like between Tua or Fitzpatrick, whichever one of them plays, they seem to be winning for the most part, uh, no matter which uh, one of them has been starting. Uh, I just I just overall been impressed with the Dolphins uh, for the most part this season. And. Partially why I had them in too, though, like, I mean, this kind of sounds like a knock against them, but kind of like what Connor mentioned earlier with the Ravens having all these COVID problems and they've already been struggling kind of before that. I I haven't been as impressed with them lately as I normally would have been. And then the Colts were doing really good, but then with all these COVID issues they've started to have now, and then they did pretty bad against the Titans, like, I'm concerned about them too. Like, and then the Raiders getting killed by the Falcons. They're like, I feel like a lot of the teams below them are starting to fall apart a little bit. Whereas the Dolphins have pretty much stayed strong for the most part. Uh, like, they had a bad game recently, but uh, they took care of business against the Jets, and uh, which I mean, everybody does that. But <laughs> you know, they they didn't after having a bad game. It is the Jets have, after all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, after having a bad game, they didn't come out and like lay a stinker against the Jets or something. They took care of business, got back on track. So, I I think the Dolphins should get in the playoffs pretty comfortably. All right, and Connor, you said that the Dolphins won't make the playoffs. So how come uh, the the Miami Dolphins will miss the playoffs? I think the biggest reason for me why I think they're going to miss the playoffs is really their schedule. Um, because obviously they're only a game in front of the Ravens and the Raiders. And yeah, they've got a game against the Bengals uh, this week, which should be an easy victory considering no Joe Burrow. But if you look at the rest of their schedule, like they're playing, they've got the Chiefs, they've got, they play the Raiders and they play the Bills. So that's like three very difficult games on their schedule and also they play the Patriots who like obviously the Patriots haven't been very good this year but I still consider the Patriots to be a bit of a challenge for them they are division rivals I mean you know if there's any any team that you focus the most on to beat it's your division rivals so um, that's the main reason for me I think they've got the talent but I think Mm -hmm. obviously with Tua being benched um, it's going to start, I think it's going to start to create a bit of a quarterback controversy in Miami. Like, you know, as soon as like they're, as soon as Tua starts playing bad, they're going to call for Fitzpatrick. And then as soon as Fitzpatrick starts playing bad, they're going to call for Tua and quarterback controversies just lead to disaster for teams. So, and so I think that combined with their tough schedule is what's putting Miami out for me at this point. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what, who the next team is. Yeah. So the next team um, took a pretty bad L this week. Uh, definitely not as uh, the the game was not as close as I thought it was going to be. And they let I know they've been having COVID issues too. But the Indianapolis Colts are they in or are they out? Okay, I guess I'll put my picture more in the middle now since I'm the only one on the outside <laughs> for the the Colts. All right. Um, okay, so. Connor, Eric, and Nate all have the Colts being in the playoffs, and I'm the only one with them 
not making the playoffs. So, uh, Nate, speak for why you think the Colts will make the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean, I think um, kind of mentioned they have some COVID problems, which is definitely a concern. But I feel like that's going to be more of an issue for all the teams you know, going forward. So this is something they're going to have to work with. But overall, I feel like I really like their defense. And they impressed me a lot. Um, I watched their, I really only watched you know a couple games of them this year, but I saw them versus the Packers a couple weeks back, and um, they just impressed me the way they um, came out and matched up with Aaron Rodgers and all the talent they have over in Green Bay. And um, I think out of all these like bubble teams, I think they're the most well-rounded roster at the moment, and I think they're gonna finish out the season and um, at least be one of these last three spots. All right. Um... The reason why I have the Colts being out of the playoffs, it's not because I'm a Jaguars fan. Um, <laughs> I know I know the Jaguars did beat the Colts in week one somehow, and it's everybody's puzzled by how that even happened. How did the Jaguars beat the Colts? But uh, still, I think in the end that that week one game is actually going to end up costing the Colts a playoff spot, considering how close all these races are. Whoever doesn't make the playoffs is going to be like one, maybe two games out. Of the of being in the playoffs or losing a tiebreaker scenario, so uh, the the reason why I'm I was never sold on the Colts at the start of the season and why I'm still not sold on the Colts to this point in the season is Philip Rivers won. Uh, I know he didn't play last week. Uh, Brissett was playing and it didn't go well. <clears throat> the Titans won, which I predicted would happen. And two, their defense. Nate was talking about how good they are. I feel like this Colts defense is really similar to the Patriots defense of last year where uh, they were statistically a, a really good defense. I think a couple weeks ago they were statistically and fantasy points wise anyways, the one of the best defenses. So, uh, but you never really heard anything. You, you weren't like, Oh, the Colts defense, the Colts defense. Like people always talk about the Steelers defense um, when it comes to great NFL defenses. And to me, I think it's a, I think we're going to start seeing the Colts defense end up like the Patriots defense did last year where they have some tougher opponents on their schedule. They have Houston twice, which I think they'll split that series with Houston. Houston's starting to get better. Um, and, and then the rest of their games aren't for sure either, but they do get to play some of these teams to potentially get in. But I like the other teams better than the Colts. And I've already picked two teams in the playoffs. So, you know, I got <laughs> three more out. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to be out on some of them. Uh, but so the next one, <clears throat> we were talking about this team earlier. They Their game against the Steelers has now been postponed for the third time. It is now going to be held on Wednesday. Uh, and at, what did you say, Zach? 340? Because NBC, yep. NBC does not want to interrupt their Christmas tree lighting, apparently. So, yeah, the rock. <laughs> but, it's yes. a tradition or something, but yeah, they're not changing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we're going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Eric made his picture. Oh shorter. my God, Eric, you're, you're going the short to big. I know, I know, you're going to be on the out because you've already picked three, three. Yeah, games, but I want to chill. Th- thankfully for Eric, he, thankfully for Eric, he's not having to move his picture very much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Nate, are you? <laughs> Man, okay. Are you? Okay, Nate, are you on the outside? Um. Yeah. Okay. So we have a Giants. unanimous um, four picks. All four of us picking the Ravens to be out of the playoffs. Uh, I'll let's hear from the the Steelers fan himself on this one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, basically, 
I think the like I said the main reason why I'm doing this because I talked about this a little bit with the Browns one was that because the Ravens are having they've got like 22 players on the COVID list right now, which is I mean that's by far more than any other team has had like at any point this season, and obviously the biggest thing that's hampering them right now is the fact that if this game with the Steelers does go on, they're going to be without Lamar Jackson, without Mark Ingram, without J.K. Dobbins without Matthew Judon, like they're without Mark Andrews, like they're missing a lot of really good players on the team. And the bad news for the Ravens too, is the fact that if they lose this game to the Steelers, which I never thought I'd be talking about this before the season started, but cause we're going into week 13 now. Mm-hmm. But well, th- well, this is this, this will, this game will still be technically week 12. If the Ravens lose this game to the Steelers, the Ravens are out of contention for the division. Because at least the Browns, for their sake, are still in contention for the division. If the Ravens lose, that's it for them. They have no possible chance to win the AFC North. And I did not think I'd be saying that entering week 12 of the season. Um, I know pretty well all of us, except for Zach, picked the Ravens to win the division at the start of the season. So these COVID issues for them are really going to start to pile up, especially even looking in the future that they're probably going to be getting some hefty penalties because it looked like one of their coaches broke the COVID protocols and that's why they're having this outbreak. So um, definitely not looking good for the Ravens at this moment. They're probably other than the Broncos, they're probably in the worst place right now of any team in the league. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then even to me, I had the Ravens being out of the playoffs even before the COVID situation, because I just thought they hadn't been playing great football at all. And we've seen Lamar Jackson really become a one-dimensional quarterback where uh, he doesn't throw outside the numbers. Um, they're, the offense of coordinators is just not trusting him with certain throws, and it's making their whole offense really predictable. And last year that worked out because nobody had seen it before. And now after a successful season, defenses always adjust, and defenses are adjusting to the Ravens, and the Ravens are not doing anything knew that teams haven't seen and until Lamar Jackson starts uh being a better quarterback I don't think this will change COVID or not COVID for the Ravens uh so that's another reason why I think they missed the playoffs but uh four uh four teams down now and going to the fifth one yeah so um I think Nate you've only had one team that you've picked for the end so far right the Colts yeah okay So we'll move on to the next team now. Yeah, I I was just making sure. I wasn't sure if that was correct, but I guess it is. So we're moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders. uh, Took probably one of the most surprising L's all year, getting destroyed by the Atlanta (laughs) Falcons. I I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, Like maybe some people had Atlanta winning that game, but not winning it by the margin they did. So um, are are the Raiders in or out? Okay, so... um... We have three votes in for the Raiders, and Con- Eric is the lone voice for the Raiders being out. Um, I'll speak for the Raiders' sake. I think they do make the playoffs here. Um, I d- this is the problem uh, that everybody always has, and we make power rankings that we give to Brody Sports Talk every week. And I I look back on my power rankings sometimes, and I'm a victim of it, but. It's always overreaction Monday <laughs> and I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready to sell the Raiders off just yet, just because uh, of a devastating loss, embarrassing to the 
um, to the Falcons. And Josh Jacobs did suffer an injury, but I think he's been going through stuff all year. I think he'll be fine. But they just decided to shut him down halfway through that game when it was not even a game anymore. But I, I don't think this is it for the Raiders. I, I do think they're sneaky good. Um, Derek Carr has been having a good year. And I, when I watch the Raiders team, they really seem to play down to their competition. Like Connor talked about the Steelers, but when they play, <laughs> when they play good teams like the Kansas city chiefs, um, they, they find a way to win uh, or be very close to winning. But that loss against new England, I know right now is looking really like, dang, they lost that game to the Patriots. And if they'd won that, they'd be in a really better spot. But uh, I do think the Raiders can move up in their rankings. I think they play the Colts once, and I, I predict them to win that game. So uh, that's why I think the Raiders make it in. Eric, you've got the Raiders out of the playoffs, though. You're the only one out of the four of us having them out. So how come? Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm overreacting to the Atlanta Falcons loss yesterday because I think if they, at least if they hadn't lost like that badly, or especially if they had won that game, I probably would have had them in instead of the Colts. But the Raiders, I guess, are just a team that has confused me all season long. I mean, like you talked about, <laughs> they go out and they win these games that you think, like, oh, there's no way they should win this game. And then they have a game where, like, okay, they should win this, and then they lose. And I just don't trust them, I guess, is my problem. Like, I think they have the talent and – I won't necessarily be surprised if they get in, but just with their inconsistency, I mean, I guess if you look at their record too, I mean, they are six and five. So they've literally like won and lost just about the same amount Mm -hmm. of games overall. So I just have a hard time trusting them. They do have a favorable schedule coming up though, which is good for them. They've got like the jets and Colts and stuff like that, but I don't know, man, like, after uh, blowing it to the Chiefs last time, I mean, the Chiefs are really good, but still they really should have won that last game against the Chiefs. And then after this horrible performance against Atlanta, I, I just can't trust them right now. Yeah, you definitely don't want to get in that Steelers pattern of uh, playing down and losing to teams that you shouldn't lose to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause, yeah uh, especially especially th- when you're fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, at least the Steelers at this point could afford, you know, a loss like that, even though it wouldn't look good. They'd still be in a playoff spot but uh all right so moving on to the final team uh this team is in the worst position as of right now uh standings wise uh out of all the teams we did nate's favorite team the new england patriots all right so if you've been <laughs> what <following>, a shock <laughs> yeah if you've been nate, you're uh, picking the patriots <laughs> <laughs> If you've been yeah. following along uh, with everybody's picks, of course, this is what it had to be to make everybody three and three on the ins and outs. But Nate is the only one picking the Patriots to make the playoffs. And myself, Connor and Eric have them out of the playoffs. But I guess we'll start uh, with Nate, the, the Patriots fan, uh, and give us an optimistic reason why the Patriots can overcome the deficit and make uh make the three one of the three wild card spots yeah so i kind of painted myself into the, the corner on this one um i didn't <laughs> add up my math totally correctly but um so i think it's obviously it's um i think for me it's going to come down to either them or the dolphins for that um being the last team out i think they're playing better football as of late and 
you really just look at the schedule. So obviously you can do this for a lot of teams. You know, you can play the what if game, but um, their first matchup with the Bills, they were a Cam Newton fumble away from winning that game. And they played, you know, pretty tight versus the, um, they were play away versus the Seahawks from beating them. They were uh, close with the, you know, relatively close with the Chiefs um, without Cam Newton and a bunch of guys with, you know, during that whole COVID situation. So um, I think the talent is there. Um, they just have to be more consistent. If they could put together um, a string of games to close out the season and finish um, 10 and 6, I think that's definitely possible. And they do have another game versus the Dolphins. So obviously, they beat them. That kind of evens the gap there. Um, they could potentially be that fringe team that makes it in. I'm not saying, um, I probably, if I would have, uh, <laughs> counted my, uh, numbers better, this probably <laughs> would have been my first choice for them to make the playoffs. Um, just, you know, thinking logically and not as a fan, but I definitely think it's possible. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. I, I will say for the Patriots sake, they beat the Raiders, they beat the Ravens and they did beat the Dolphins in week one. So mm-hmm. if it comes down to tiebreakers, they've got wins against all these other teams, but uh, Connor, what's uh, what's a reason why you think the Patriots won't make the playoffs? Well, I will say to Nate's point that you should never count out Bill Belichick. That is one <laughs> thing that I've learned over the course of you know watching the NFL over the 22 years. Well, I guess I haven't been watching it for 22 years. I wasn't watching it when I was a kid, <laughs> but like you know, over like the 17 years or so that I've been watching football, you know, throughout that 17 years, the Patriots have been the best team in the league overall, and. I mean, Bill Belichick's the greatest coach in the history of the league, but I think for me, it's just that they, they're just too inconsistent for me. Like, I feel like that game against the Ravens, I feel like a portion of that, the reason why that game was so close is because the weather was so horrible. Like, I feel like if they were playing in normal conditions then the Ravens probably would have ran away with that one. I think whenever you're playing in a torrential downpour, it just throws everything into chaos. Like, it doesn't matter how good you are. Like, now it just becomes a a defense versus run game pretty much type of game. And the Patriots won it that day. So I think the defense isn't good enough anymore to keep up with how inconsistent the offense is. Cause the defense was, you know, the defense was a top five defense last year. And it's one of the reasons that it carried them over the finish line. But I think this year it's just Cam Newton is not consistent at all. The, there's, it seems like there's a different running back every week in New England. I mean, Damian Harris has been proving himself, but, you know, who knows if he, like, gets COVID or gets hurt, and then, you know, it's back to Rex Burkhead or whoever they find to play running back that week. So, and just the wide receiver situation, my God. I mean, you could not find a worse situation for wide receivers right now than with the Patriots. So, I just think they're too inconsistent. Like, I, I feel like... They might. They do have a chance to beat the Dolphins, um, and it'll be close against the Bills. But I say the Bills pull that one out. I just think they're too far behind. Maybe if they were kind of in a situation where like the Colts were, then I would um, consider maybe somewhat putting them on the end. I just think they're too far behind to make it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after this has all been said and done, the three teams that we have in are uh, the three teams that Connor voted for. I know the Browns. Colts and Raiders uh the first one out that we were tied on was the Miami Dolphins and then the other two that we were more sure of being out the Patriots and the Ravens and it was interesting all four all four of us voted on these three and three and none of us had the same exact three teams in so all all four of us have three uh have a different set of three teams so that's 
that tells you how wide open this uh, wild card race is. And there's cases for all six of these teams, to be honest. So uh, there you have it, guys. Maybe we'll check back in a couple of weeks, see uh, see how this ends up going. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that little uh, presentation of uh, <laughs> why some teams might make it and why some won't. And we don't have a game of the week this week just due to a lot of us not getting to watch many games this week and other stuff we have planned for the podcast. And some of our episodes have been running over an hour, so we want to cut that down. Uh, so no game of the week. Maybe next week we'll have that. But we do have the lock board to look back on. And like we said earlier, a lot of issues for Nate's lock board. He had to redraft two matchups. He took the Lions over the Texans, which was wrong, and a five-point game, LSU over Texas A&M, which is also wrong. I had to readjust my lineup and pick Tampa Bay over Kansas City, which was wrong. And Connor readjusted his lineup to pick South Carolina beating Georgia, which was also wrong. So that tells you that this wasn't a great week when we had four cancellations and all four of them we got wrong. But Eric did end up having a pretty solid week nonetheless. Eric was the our winner of the week with six points, so I'll let him go over the games he got right. And then we'll look at the total standings. Yeah, I will say uh, in my victory speech here, I know normally uh, whoever gets the most points tends to kind of rub it in the other people. <laughs> that, but I'm, I'm definitely going to be taking the high road here because I was the only person that didn't have to make an adjustment because of a game getting canceled with COVID. So that obviously being able to stick with my original picks and not having to just pick from the leftovers was good. And I did have the first pick of the draft last week too, so that was another advantage I had. So, um, but I got I got Iowa State over Texas right. That was my first uh, selection. Uh, that was the college game I was most confident in, so I was happy to be able to snag that one. And I also meant to pick it in the second round, but I got more aggressive and took a five pointer in the second round. But I was happy to still be able to get the football team over the Cowboys uh I was surprised in that game that all the like experts on TV were picking the Cowboys to win that game when just a couple weeks before that Washington had destroyed them so uh I wasn't really sure the experts on this show didn't pick them I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, we, we, we had a clean sweep of picking the football team yeah, our I, I guess uh maybe they didn't watch that game or something I don't know but so I was happy to get that one too and I was shocked Dallas was favored so that was uh, two three-pointers I got. I got aggressive and took the Bears over the Packers for a five-point play, which that, man, uh, Chicago's defense couldn't stop a nosebleed in that game. And then Mitch Trubisky <laughs> was doing Mitch okay Trubisky. in the beginning, but he threw a really horrible interception in the red zone that cost him points. And then he also had a fumble that shouldn't have counted because of a face mask, but even that was scooped and scored for a touchdown by the Packers. So that game got ugly, but I'll still, I'll take six points and uh, I'm happy to be back in the winner's column. No goofy dragon memes of me this week. So uh, <laughs> I'm happy with that. Yeah, certainly. Um, and then I ended up getting second place, second place for this past week. I had three points. Connor had his one pointer come true. He only ended up with one point and then Nate got zero. So looking now at our total standings in first place is still myself with 54 points. In second place is still Connor with 49. So five points out of first place. 
In third place now is Eric with 39 points, and Nate is now in last place with 34, 20 points behind first place. So that's how things stand on the lockboard and the total standings, in case you're wondering. And because of last week, uh, we always do the draft where the person who did worst gets the best pick. So, Nate, you've got the first pick now in this round. Um, let's see where you go with it, man. All right. So um, I was looking at this one before we started uh, recording. Um, I think I've got it all set. Um, I'm going to take um, the Patriots over the Chargers in the um, the pick em yeah. game pretty much. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three pointer there. Yeah, that 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 would be a three pointer, even though it's basically a pick 'em. Um, <laughs> Connor, you've Good got choice. the second choice. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, you you've got the second pick second pick now this week. Uh, where are you going to go with the second pick? Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of. Uh, good three pointers this week that I've been looking at. That you know, some of them are pick 'em games, but given the fact that I unfortunately lost ground against Zach, and because I have a feeling that this one is not going to be there when it gets back around to me the next time, I'm going to take my most confident five pointer of the week and take Indiana to beat Wisconsin. Mm. Ooh, I was surprised. I'm su- quite <laughs> surprised that Wisconsin's favored by nine and a half after Indiana yeah, no. almost yeah, beat Ohio State. That. Are we sure that's right? Because I, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'll I'll double check if you want me to. But um... yeah, considering that like Indiana almost beat Ohio State, like I, yeah, that, that, that's very I surprising that to me. One pick. I'm I'm shocked that. Let's see here. Um, it, as long as it stays over seven and a half points, um... Wisconsin's actually favored by fourteen now. Oh I mean, wow! Did, okay. did Indiana all get COVID or something? Like maybe, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Like I haven't uh-huh. heard anything about that. Jeez. All right. <laughs> well, we we don't have to worry about that um, being changed. Um, I'm gonna go now because I've got the third pick in the draft. I'm gonna take the Lions to beat the Bears in the NFL as a three point pick. Uh, Eric just talked about how bad the Bears were, and I know the Lions aren't great, but it seems to me a common theme this year and even in the past where you have a coach firing and then immediately the next week the interim coach is like new energy, new spark to the team and everything, and they end up winning for the interim head coach. It's it's weird how it works, but uh, it is a trend, and the fact that I can get that as a three-point pick is why I'm taking the Lions over the woeful bears yeah we'll be uh looking at that one well (laughs) well, before we uh move on i will say the reason why wisconsin's probably favored by that much is because i forgot that indiana's quarterback is uh not going to be playing oh but i'm but i'm still pretty i still think indiana's got a all-around team that makes me feel a little bit better but yeah that, (laughs) that could still very well happen for sure so um all right, so for my first round pick, uh, yeah, I've definitely been, I feel like there's definitely some better choices this week compared to last week, so I had a little bit of a hard time, but at the same time, there's not any where I'm like 100% confident, yeah. but where I'm going to go is uh, I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals to beat the Rams. All right. For a three-point play. The Rams just looked uh, god-awful against a lot of 49ers backups last week. And uh, 
I want the Rams to lose anyway, so let's go Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> That's always great when you when you pick a lock for it. I know you yeah. already want to win or lose like, the Jags to lose or something like. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good that. pick there, uh, Nate. We're back to the top of the second round here. Uh, where are you going to go with this next pick? All right, so there's a few that I was looking at. Um, I think. The cauldrons are kind of tricky for me right now. I might come back to one later, but um, I'm going to take the Falcons over New Orleans after that beatdown they put on the Raiders last week. Wow, and the, yeah. uh, the uh, Taysom Hill quarterback situation mm-hmm. <laughs> over in New Orleans. I could I could see that. I, I, that a, I was that a three-pointer or a five-pointer? It's a three-pointer. It's a three-pointer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making sure. Yeah, I was looking at that one. <laughs> <laughs> Although I picked them to beat the Saints last time when Taysom Hill first started. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That but... was just like two weeks ago or something, yeah, right? That's <laughs> true. Ago, but... Yeah. Okay, uh, Connor, it's uh, yeah, your turn. Was, I'm like really torn between uh, two picks right now. I'm trying to figure out which one I think is better. Um, but I'm thinking... It's definitely it's a college pick because there's we got two college picks left on the board that are still kind of like pick 'em games almost. Um, so mm-hmm. I think they have burned me in the past, but I'm hoping they don't do that this time because they are at home, and you know they honestly I was actually surprised that the other team was favored. I'm going to take the SMU Mustangs over the Houston Cougars. Yeah, sign it. <laughs> the battle of texas in the american <laughs> yes sir uh yeah that, that's a close spread there i i didn't know who would would win there but you know that basically a pick up pick them games are always good to have um i've got the next pick and i'm kind of surprised that this is still on the board here maybe i'm getting it right before eric was gonna get it but i'm gonna take the eagles to beat the packers in a five-pointer on the nfl side of things um, I'm not a huge fan of the Eagles, but uh, I'm also not a huge fan of the Packers. So <laughs> I think uh, the the Eagles beat them last year, and you never know in the NFL. And that's as close of a game to be a five pointer versus a three pointer as you can possibly get. Only a seven and a half point spread. So uh, I felt like that's a the best NFL five pointer to get, and happy with it i don't know if i stole it from you eric or not <laughs> i didn't i didn't hear no you, you definitely scared not. me though you definitely scared me though oh. <laughs> so, uh i am also going to pick a five pointer here but they've been helping me out a lot i knew you were gonna take this one <laughs> so i am taking the new york football giants <laughs> to beat the seahawks <laughs> and hopefully they can get me. I mean, they they kind of struggled against the Bengals, which was a little concerning. But the Seahawks aren't necessarily dominating the Eagles right now. The Giants have been beating no. me. They've beaten the Eagles. So I, while I'm not going to say I'm 100 percent confident in this game, I do think there's a possibility that it happens. So even uh, with no Daniel Jones, the hamstring injury. Oh, he's not playing. I mean, I don't. I don't. Injury? I don't think he is. He has a hamstring. I think he's, he's out for a couple weeks. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, let's call an audible then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I figured you hadn't heard that when you picked that because no, I, was, I, I don't think Jones like. 
darn it. Okay, yeah. So let me um let me scratch that then and let me uh let me call an audible here then. Okay, so I'm gonna take the last uh three point game in the NFL that I feel like has a realistic chance of happening. I know I picked the Colts to make the playoffs, but they have been having some COVID issues. I don't know who's going to be back and who isn't. And the Texans have looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to take the Texans to beat the Colts. All right. That's your <coughs> in round two there from Eric. Uh, uh, now we'll move on. A bit of an audible there. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't. I, I had to. I just wanted to say that just for just so you would know. In case you didn't, which it turns yeah, out you I did not know that. So um, appreciate the heads up there. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. Uh, Nate, you've got the last pick now in the third round. Let's, uh, let's see how this goes. All right. So, yeah, there's a couple that I've been looking at. Um, it's kind of a tricky one. But I think... Um, Uh, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I'm going back and forth, but I think since I need to um, get back in the race, I don't really have a whole lot to lose. Obviously, I'm gonna <laughs> go with uh, Washington State over uh, USC, and hopefully um, that one doesn't get canceled. Like I know the Pac-12 <laughs> Pac- seems to be having worse it does. COVID issues than everyone else. So, and the weird thing was uh, with Colorado and USC, like. Uh, they they canceled, but then Colorado Colorado ended up playing some other team like San Jose State or something like San Diego State. Like, oh, really? Just on the fly. Yeah, I was like, why is Colorado playing San Diego State? And then I look <laughs> up Colorado USC. Oh, it was canceled, but oh, Colorado decided to play a game against San Diego State because <laughs> Fresno State canceled San Diego State's game. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But of course, of course, Colorado was heavy favorites in that game, whereas before they were heavy underdogs against USC. I don't know what ended up if they won or even if it was played, but um, but yeah, all right, uh, Connor, you've got the next pick now. Uh, do you know where you're going with it? I do actually know where I'm going with it. So um, definitely getting a bit more aggressive this week because I did lose ground to Zach again last week, so I need to get back in it. And this team has been—they've had some games this year that. They've come so close to pulling off some like game, like winning some games that they don't think that they should have won. And I know that they're going to be on the road and they just fired their general manager, but I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. Someone named not either Eric or Zach picked the Jaguars in the game. <laughs> well, it's just like they've, they've been they've been looking. Yeah. Like, other, other than that game against the Steelers, like they've I know, been yeah. in all these games, which is crazy. They have. They definitely have been. Um, that's the thing we. I'll say for the Jaguars' sake is, even though they have a one in ten record, like they're not playing uh, like they they're they still are playing with full effort. They're not like going out there trying not to win. Like you can tell they're giving it their all, which is why they're in some of these games, even though they're not supposed to be in. Um, so, yeah. Maybe, I, I, maybe maybe firing Dave Caldwell will get that <laughs> full losing yeah. spirit out of there. Well, they should have fired Doug Marone so they could get the, like, spark that Zach thinks yeah. about the Lions. I, I don't know if Dave Caldwell being fired will provide the spark fully, but who knows, yeah. man. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to complain if Connor gets that one right for the Jags' sake. But Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I've got the next pick now, and I really hope I don't end up regretting doing this, but 
I know Connor did this a couple times when he had the lead in the standings, but I'm going to go with a one-pointer just to be safe. I, think I know just which one to, you're going to take. <laughs> just to get that one-pointer. I'm going to take Clemson to beat Virginia Tech. Oh, that's um, actually not what I thought you were going to do. <laughs> yeah, I just Clemson, they don't they don't lose to hardly anybody, and let alone I don't think Virginia Tech has a chance, to be honest with you. Uh, Trevor Lawrence like pretty great in that last week coming off of COVID, so <laughs> nothing... Nothing wrong with him, so I think Clemson cruises to that, and hopefully that game thought, does get played. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to take uh, the Chiefs over the Broncos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who yeah, knows what the not... Broncos quarterback thing will be, though. Maybe they'll have a real quarterback this time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Eric, you've got the last uh, pick here in the lock board, and then we'll get going to the NBA. Oh, man. All my picks that I wanted to pick are gone that I've noticed whenever I've gotten to pick last that usually happens yeah <laughs> oh man I it sucks because I'd rather just pick a safe pick but the problem is is that I've still got some ground to make up so um so I'm gonna just go ahead and take this pick em game basically and hope that TCU can beat Oklahoma State. All right. TCU over Oklahoma State is what we're going to end the lock board on. And this is how things look now. So you can uh, take a look on YouTube or whatnot and and see the full set of locks. And moving forward, we will have an additional wildcard round uh, to be used in the case of any COVID cancellations. We'll get more to that next week, but You'll see another round of locks next week, so that'll make things even more interesting uh, to see what uh, round four looks like and how deep that goes. Uh, (laughs) Now we'll move on to Around the Hoop, and we have NBA free agency to cover, and I want to quickly go over what we got right and what we got wrong. Mostly we got these wrong. Uh, The only thing... I could could honestly honestly rant on this in a a way. Yeah, so um, Brandon Ingram did get re-signed by the Pelicans, and we all predicted that right. Everything's going good. Fred Van Vliet re-signed with the Raptors, which Connor was the only one getting that call right. And for him, everything was going good up until then. And then Danilo Gallinari ended up signing with the Hawks, along with Bogdan Bogdanovich. And that really threw a curveball and everything, since none of us had the Hawks as listed up here at all. We all got those predictions wrong. Um, Bogdan, we'll talk about this later, but very close to being a buck, but that didn't happen. And then Montrose Harrell ended up going to the Lakers, which nobody saw. If if I had picked the Lakers uh, two weeks ago, you guys would have laughed at me for that prediction, but it ended up (laughs) happening. Um, And uh, we'll talk about him later, too, because he's on the winners and losers list as well. So... Taking a look now here at the winners and losers list, we have this very similar to the way we did the NBA draft winners and losers of last week, but I feel like we got to start with the losers here because that's everyone's wanting to hear these rants. So uh, I'll let you guys decide who wants to go first for your teams, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll we'll get the tissues and cry with you guys as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Eric go first on this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, was, I mean. You guys aren't really going to be. Connor and I are the ones crying for sure. Like, 
You he guys, might make us cry. Me, you guys like, <laughs> get, I don't know. You might laugh, cry. Laugh, <laughs> okay. But you might just want to get some popcorn or something. All right. All right. Yeah, really. Eric and I are, you know, we said this last season that we were going to be taking a walk and eating a taco. And, uh, you know, we, we might be doing that this season. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's happening for the Thunder this time. I mean, and I know some people might, if you know me, you know, like we've talked about how, like, when, when we all play like 2k and stuff that if I feel like I don't have a contending team that like, I will blow it up. And, and that's what OKC's GM did. So you might be thinking, well, he, you know, he blew it up and is rebuilding, which is something you would want him to do. So why are you mad about it? Well, the reason why I'm mad about it is because I think Sam Presti made some horrible moves and, He's made a lot of great moves in the past, and there have been times where maybe it didn't look like a good move, but then he ended up looking like a genius. So always, there's always a possibility that I could be wrong here, but I just don't see it because I understand you wanted to get rid of the high contract players. I understand you want to rebuild for the future and stuff like that. But when you just when you look at everything that OKC did, we took Dennis Schroeder who I personally felt like still could have been an asset for the team going forward. And we gave him to the Lakers of all teams for a yeah. late first round pick, which is basically a second rounder and, uh, and Danny green. So that, that trade was garbage. And then not only that, we didn't even keep either asset that we got from the Lakers so in a way it's like we gave Dennis Schroeder away for nothing so then so I didn't like that move and then they this move I liked initially we traded Chris Paul for Kelly Oubre Ricky Rubio and uh I think we got a we got a first round pick in that trade too I think we got a future first round pick in that trade I don't remember, but so when that move happened, I was like, okay, Ubre is a good, solid young player. We can use him, and Ricky Rubio could be some depth for us, but I'll be fine if they trade him. So I was liking this trade at first, but then they take the pick we got from the Lakers, the pick we already had, and uh, Ricky Rubio and traded all three of those assets to move up eight spots, only eight spots in the draft, and draft a guy that I've never heard of who's a total prospect. So I don't know why we had to give all of that up just to go up and get a prospect. Like, if we gave all that up and made a big splash and got somebody really good in the lottery that maybe fell a little bit, you know, that could be a use right away or something. Maybe I would be okay with that, but we gave all of that up for a project who probably still would have been there at pick 25 anyway. And then we could have moved Ricky Rubio for something else or something. I don't know. So that was horrible. And then we, I mean, I can't even remember all of the moves. <laughs> so many moves. We trade Ubre for, not much. So then we take everything that we got from the Chris Paul trade and gave it all away basically for some prospect draft pick players. So just like how we gave away Dennis Schroeder for basically nothing, 
Then we've also given away Chris Paul for basically nothing. And we gave away Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre, who we traded for, for basically nothing. Then we let Gallinari walk in free agency, which I was, I'm okay with that, but I, at least it would have been nice if they could have maybe done a sign and trade or, you know, something to at least maybe still get something out of him before he left. Because if they weren't intending to re-sign him, they should have just traded him before the trade deadline last year and at least got something in return instead of letting him now walk away for nothing. So that was garbage. Oh, Uber show. We got Al Horford. That's who we got. So the, the Al Horford is the one that was in the Danny green trade. Oh no, that was in the Danny green trade. I see. I can't even keep up with all this. Stuff. That's right. Uber. <laughs> oh, that's right. We gave Uber to the Uber to the warriors. We gave yeah. It's, it's like, warriors. We're, we're having to keep clipboards on like, we're yeah, back, 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 but we need, but we need, but we need one clipboard, especially for the thunder. Like, yeah, just like, like fact check me. If I ever, if I say, okay, I got wrong, you. Like I meant to like write all this down before I am, but I got work late and didn't have time to do it. Uh, so that's right. We gave Ubre to the Warriors for a top twenty-one protected first-round draft pick. I didn't even know they protected <laughs> draft picks that far. I thought they only—I thought they only could offer protections through the lottery. I didn't think you could go even farther down than that. So if the pick ends up being in the top twenty, we don't get the pick, and we get like two second-round picks, which is garbage. And in even like if we three do, years from now, <laughs> yeah, we have like twenty twenty-four or some garbage. <laughs> And Woo! if we do get the pick, it's a pick 21 through 30, which is basically a second rounder anyway. So we gave Uber away for nothing. Who was the best player we got out of all the trades? Like out of everybody we brought in, he was the most valuable person we brought in. And now we'll just give you away for nothing. Like, let it just throw you in the trash. That's cool. So just <laughs> everything was just so bad. I mean, and literally all we have out of this now is Al Horford. And a million lottery protected draft picks. Like, that's what we have. And having the draft assets and stuff moving forward is great. But we are going to be so bad this year. Like, so bad. I don't know if there's like a prospect coming out in the next draft that's supposed to be the next Michael Jordan or something. And so they're trying to <laughs> have 200 draft picks so they can make sure they land the number one overall spot and have our team so bad that we're most likely going to get the number one pick. I don't know, man, but this off season just sucked so much. Like when I was thinking of all, like, like I initially, when I did the OKC rebuild, I wanted to try to keep most of the pieces. And then Zach talked about why we should, you know, make the trades instead and kind of that Zach got me more on the side of, okay, this team did overachieve. Let's look to the future and rebuild. But I was excited because I was like, okay, we've got all these pieces, you know, we can get a lot of value for them. And uh, I noticed you didn't bring up the Steven Adams trade. Oh too. yeah. I was, I was happy that they traded him. Yeah. I felt they did get some good value for him uh with some more first round picks and stuff and i don't think those are like as protected as like that warriors one is so you know i so and i i, I wanted steven adams gone anyway he yeah, was like the one true. for sure that i wanted gone and i felt like they could get rid of him since he was on the final year of his deal and and they made it happen i mean i love the dude's a cool dude but he was struggling on the court last year so i i'm okay with that one that was like probably the one where i was like okay that was a good move now, if we take those draft the picks, the one thing, him, if we take the if we take those draft picks we got for him, and then trade them for like a bunch of second round picks or something, then that goes <laughs> out the window too. But I mean, literally, the only starting five on our team that's going to be back next year is Shea, 
basically we traded Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul, uh, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. Let let Delano, let Danilo Gallinari walk. Uh, Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, and Danny Green, and in return, Nerlens Noel walked too. And in, a, in return, <laughs> we got Al Horford and Admiral Schofield, and like a bunch of late first round picks, bajillion draft picks, <laughs> a bunch of late first round draft picks that who knows if those will even amount to anything, and some like foreign guys that I don't even know who they are. Like that's what we got. You mean to tell me that was the best you could get? with all of those assets that you had on the table. Like, I I don't know. I know they had to rush this offseason because it was quicker and you, they didn't have as much time and everything was so fast-paced, so I get it. But I just felt like this offseason could have been so much better. And I know Connor's going to, like, rant about some of the moves his Hornets made, but maybe they may have overpaid on some people, but at least they have some people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel feel like the Thunder are going to be the worst team. I know I said that last year, but looking back, I mean, obviously hindsight's 2020, but we actually had some, if you compare the 20, you know, the 2019 OKC Thunder to what we're going to have this year, like there's no way this team is better. Not even close. So I'm going to go downstairs, get some water, take a breath, and I'll let Connor. By the way, how do uh, Zach and Nate, are y'all crying yet, or is your popcorn tasting good? How are you feeling? I I feel feel bad. I genuinely feel bad for you. And I'm not a Thunder fan. I I don't like the Thunder, but I – listening to you rant, it it made me feel bad for you you next year because you're not going to have any – between the Jaguars and this, like I really feel bad for Ooh. you. Man. Yeah, well, and then and then Tennessee Volunteers too. <laughs> yeah, throw them in there too. What, what like... looked like a possible promising season turned straight into trash. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Connor, you go, you go ahead, man. Talk about. Well, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think the part for me that maybe in a way makes this worse for the Hornets rather than the Thunder is that this has been. Two things. First of all, we did so good on draft night. Like, I was going into this season thinking, like, you know, okay, we're going to use some, we, you know, we might get some good draft picks. Like, we got the number three pick. And I was super happy with our draft. And then, so that's one thing. And it turned all to garbage in free agency. And two, this has been going on now for like, I don't even know how long, like at least six or seven seasons mm-hmm. that this has been going on. This isn't just like a one time, because at least for the Thunder, like, you know, they were good last year and they had a lot of glory year. I mean, even when they still just had Russ, like, you know, well, they were yeah. they were competing in the playoffs. It's just like, so I guess I'll start with what was good was the draft. I mean, I initially wasn't happy with LaMelo Ball because I wanted Edwards or Wiseman, but looking back on it, you know, He's still supposed to be really good, so I can't complain that we got arguably the top prospect in the draft at number three. So definitely happy there. I was very happy that we picked Vernon Carey at the start of the second round. I thought that was a really good pick. Um, You know, we need big man help. Um, And then we took Norm Richards, which well, we didn't technically take Norm Richards. He got traded to us. Um, through from the Timberwolves, I believe, because God, the Timberwolves made so many trades on draft night. I mean, we're talking about the we can't keep up with the Thunder's <laughs> like free agency moves. I can't keep up with all the trades that the Timberwolves made on I draft know, night. Like that was <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, and then I was uh, slightly happy with Grant Riller. Like I wasn't terribly 
excited for him when I saw we picked another point guard, but they were saying that he's like, he's better than where he was drafted because he was drafted at the very tail end of the second round, but they're saying he's better than that. So who knows, maybe he might turn into something, but then we get to free agency and I don't even know where to begin with what this team did. Like they started out, you know, they wanted to go after Montrez Harrell, which I was all for that. I was like, you know, I even picked him in the free agency to go to the Hornets. And I was like, all right, you know, he'll be a nice compliment to Cody Zeller. Like, you know, maybe he, even though I'm not the hugest fan of Zeller either, but you know, he'll be a nice compliment. He can maybe, you know, work with Zeller and try and get him to be better. And, you know, just be another strong presence there in the paint, which we were sorely lacking. And, but then Montrez decides that he's going to do the pull a KD. And I mean, not <laughs> quite a KD, but yeah, you know, cause he's not a superstar or anything, but he decided that he was going to turn down more money from the Hornets, quite a bit more money from the Hornets, and go join the Los Angeles Lakers for almost nothing, just because he wants to be on a championship-winning team. And then, so after that, you know, our options got turned very thin at that point. It's like, okay, like Bogdanovich is probably going to, you know, we're not really going to go after him. So that leaves Hayward and there was someone else who was on there that I, I'm like blanking on who else was available. It's like that we could go after him. And I kept seeing the Hornets link to Hayward, so I'm like, great, you know, I'd be white side. Really... I think, maybe. That was uh, yeah, I did hear white side, <laughs> but I really did not want that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I was like, great, you know, we can get Gordon Hayward, like, you know, maybe on like a couple of year deal, and you know, he can be a nice compliment for the next couple of years. Well, leave it to Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak <laughs> to go out and give Gordon Hayward a four year, hundred and twenty million dollar contract for a player who's 30 years old and who's not even a superstar. Like that's superstar caliber money, making $30 million a year. Like if you're going to go out and try and get like, you know, uh, like LeBron James or Anthony Davis or, um, you know, one of these other superstars, then yeah, like Pascal Siakam, like, again, that's fantastic. Like I would totally give that to one of them. And they decide they're going to give it to an aging player who was injured half of last season and we're going to be paying him $30 million for the next four years. And on top of all that, what made it even worse was the fact that, you know, the Hornets, when they made this signing, they didn't have enough money to make the, to sign this contract because of the fact that they were still paying Nick Bum $27 million a year because he obviously accepted his player option. He would have been the dumbest man on earth to decline that player option. So they decide that they're going to waive Nick Bum so that now we're going to be paying his contract of $9 million over the course of the next three years. So a contract that we thought we were going to be finally <laughs> rid of after this season, we're still going to have for the next three seasons paying $9 million a year to Nick Bum, which essentially Zach was talking about this before the podcast, essentially means that we're paying Gordon Hayward $40 million a year, which is absolutely ridiculous. And it's just like, I don't know how often they can go out and just overpay for these free agents that are definitely not worth this money. I mean, you know, you already saw the first time with Nick bum and his contract, and now we're giving this to Gordon Hayward. And it's just like, what are y'all thinking up there? I don't, I can't, I don't even know what can be going through your head and thinking that's a good idea. So obviously that's the big highlight, the bad thing that happened. But then on top of all of that, the Hornets decide that they're going to go out and re-sign Bismack Biombo, like the 
most Sorry. atrocious, <laughs> the most atrocious player and atrocious contract on our team last season, aside from Nick Bums. And they're going to re-sign him on a one-year deal. Now, they haven't released the details of the, of the contract. So if they come out later and say that they don't, they're only going to give him like $3 million, then I'll be okay with it because he's really not really worth much. But if I find out that they're going to end up paying him like 9 or $10 million, then this just makes this situation, it takes it from like an F to a super F minus. Like... I why why are you giving Bismack Biombo money and on top and the other thing is is that we let Dwayne Bacon walk and I was thinking out of like all of our free agents this season I was like if there's one I would be okay bringing back it's Dwayne Bacon they let Dwayne Bacon walk to go to the Magic and you sign Bismack Biombo instead of Dwayne Bacon and I mean Michael Jordan is the goat obviously when it comes to players I mean we've talked about that we all feel that way um, you know, we don't think we think he's the best LeBron second, but good God. I mean, could he be a worse owner? I mean, the Hornets have been suffering for so long ever since he took over the team. And it's just like, I cannot, he must be just like having a good laugh every t- every off season. Like, man, I'm just screwing this team like every season, like further and further. I'm just setting this team up for failure. And at least for the Thunder's sake, at least for their sake, comparing them to the Thunder again. You know, draft picks tend to not turn out all the time, but at least they have like a bajillion draft picks that they can maybe try and rebuild something. The Hornets don't have that. The Hornets are stuck with all these horrible contracts. And like, I'm sure Nicholas Batum is having like a huge laugh too. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Like, I thought that I was going to be done with this team and they decided to make this horrible decision of waiving me. And it's just sad. It's like... This could have been so much better. And, you know, just when I think I, I, sh- I really should have not expected anything less because I came into this thinking like, man, the Hornets are going to compete for a playoff spot. And who knows? We might compete for a playoff spot. But goodness gracious, like two years from now, our team is going to be a huge dumpster fire. And that's not even saying that like us making the playoffs is a guarantee. And now... In addition to Hayward and Biombo, especially with our draft, you know, we drafted Ball and we drafted Riller. This team has four point guards on the team and one shooting guard. Now, I know Devontae Graham, you know, sometimes moves over to the shooting guard, but he's definitely not a true shooting guard. I mean, it's kind of like how Fred Van Vliet was playing shooting guard last season. Like, he's not a shooting guard. He's a point guard. And so it even more so makes it that we really need to trade Terry Rozier. Like if they don't trade Terry Rozier, then this is, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to say about this team because we're already paying him $19 million a year. We're already paying Cody Zeller like $15 million a year, which his contract's going to be up here soon. And I shudder to think what they're going to do with his contract when he, when it expires, because they're probably going to try and bring him back for like, you know, $20 million a year or some stupid crap like that. Like, I just, uh, it was looking so good, and now it looks like a dumpster fire. Thank you, Michael Jordan. You suck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I, I was telling you that, man, like, before, like. Don't get your hopes they up. Should've, they should have, <laughs> no, say, they should have offered to give a future first-round draft pick to the Thunder to take on Nick Bump's contract, and I'll, I'll bet you they would have done it. Oh my god! I just 
You said uh, Nick Bumstar, <laughs> dude. I, I, that was hilarious, man. But there's I mean, like, I mean, there's like, it's, it's a, there's it's no a, more, yeah. There's just no more words to describe like it's a how in, how insanely <laughs> incompetent our front office staff is. Like, I, I have literally no experience of outside of NBA 2K in the world of being a front office manager in the NBA. And I feel like I could do at least a five times better job than Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak do. Like, <laughs> I, I believe you, man. Honor, well, welcome to welcome to Zach and mine's pain of being a Jacksonville Jaguar. Like, <laughs> you, you, you've been spoiled with the Steelers, you know, like hardly ever struggling or hardly ever having failure. So like, but now that you're loyal to the Hornets, like you get what Zach and I go through on an almost yeah. yearly basis. Yeah, like, seriously. I mean, this is, yeah, this is <laughs> the Hornets and Jaguars are like mirror images of they each are. other across different sports. Like it's, yeah, man, I mean, are, man, we can't keep just like the Hornets, like as the Jags, we can't, we can't keep our draft picks. We can't get them to stick around. And then we overpay for way overrated players in free agency. It's like the same thing. I know. Yeah, I know. It's just goodness gracious. I mean, (laughs) I I, I mean, this before Zach moves on, because I know we need to move on. Like this headline says it all from the Charlotte Observer. Hornets are paying Steph Curry money for Gordon Hayward. (laughs) Like, good God, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It, it, there, there's definitely a lot of pain to be a Hornets fan. Now I'll get to the rest of the losers real quick, um, because believe it or not, there are some other teams that did uh, pretty bad as well. We don't have any Pistons fans on our podcast, but if we did, I'm sure they'd be pretty passionate too, because they made some eye scratching moves. Basically they took all <laughs> the bad players off of the Denver Nuggets I mean, Jeremy Grant's not a bad player, but you can see they picked him for like almost twenty million. And then these were the this was all at the start of the free agency too. You you heard Piston signed center, Piston signed center. They had they signed um, Jaleel Okafor and Bomb. Mason Plumley and Bomb. Plumley. <laughs> they they paid Plumley like eighteen million or something crazy like that. Um, and that's a Hornets type move. <laughs> it is a Hornets type move, and uh, it's even more of a Hornets type move because Christian Hill who's like a young center who was like their best player in their team last year. Uh, they didn't re-sign, and he signed with the Rockets for a big deal. But if they hadn't signed all these other players, they could have been able to keep Christian Hill, which was their young up-and-coming uh, prospect player who has a potential future. But they go with Plumley, who I call Plum Bum. And, I was just like uh, Bumley. Like, <laughs> I was like, we've got we've got all these players like Mason Bumley, Nick Bum, Bismack Biumbo, Bumbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and then Okafor and and everything and, and letting their good player walk. Uh, the Pistons definitely. It was like, what are they doing? And they were really like the Hornets because they had a great draft night. They were on the winners on the draft uh, um, side of things from last week, but then they quickly became losers in free agency and. Every Pistons fan will tell you how upset they were with what they did in the offseason and, and uh, free agency. But then also I have the Bucks on this list because uh, the the Bucks just totally botched this offseason in a different type of way than the Thunder and Hornets and stuff because um, their whole goal is to re-sign Giannis and everything, which they haven't done yet. But they need it, they really need to show Giannis competency in their front office, and they did they did not do that. They overpaid in a trade for Drew Holiday. They sent 
Anthony Davis type of return for Drew Holiday. Um, I was looking at the trade side by like the trade that the Lakers did for AD and the trade that the Bucks did for Drew Holiday. It was almost the same type of assets in return. And then on top of that, I saw this article. Um, apparently, their GM messed up with the bird rights on Pat Connaughton when they re-signed him. He didn't know that he had bird rights or something like that, so they tried to pay him initially, and it didn't work with the NBA because of bird rights. So the the GM didn't know what he was doing, so then they had to pay Pat Connaughton double what they were originally going to end up paying him for. And so, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. He didn't even know, like, the... So they tried to do like a player option with the bird right thing and there's the NBA rules are complicated but if you're a GM you have to know all the rules and he didn't know the rules and so it ended up making them pay an extra year for Pat Connaughton and the salary went up by like double so that was just a bad mistake and then they signed they really overpaid for DJ Augustine um, and then also too they're being investigated for tamp- tampering because they were idiots and released uh, details of a Bogdan sign-in trade, um, which but was before free agency started. So what do you think was going to happen? Like the NBA said that they were going to uh, be strict on tampering. And you talk about a trade that you're doing a couple days before free agency starts. And it's like, hold on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is clear tampering here. So now they're going to get fined for that. Probably lose some second-round draft pick or something for it uh, with the Kings because they – they were caught tampering and it's just been a bad off season for the bucks. Obviously they're going to be good next year. They're not going to be like the Hornets or Thunder or Pistons, but they've really in so many ways, they've botched this off season that I had to put them on the loser list. Um, so that's the fourth team on the loser list. And we put one player on here and I'll let Connor talk about uh, this player and, and why he's kind of on the <laughs> fence between being a winner and loser, but uh Definitely financially, he took an L this offseason. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Montrez Harrell, I mentioned him earlier. I guess I can mention now that like, this is one of the reasons why I could rage on our free agency picks because had it not been for the Bucks like botching the Bogdan thing and it had Montrez not turned down the money, I would have gotten four out of the five free agency picks, right? Like, I mean, none of us were really close on Gallo, but mm-hmm. um, like that that annoys me a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just he decided, like I said, he pulled a KD, just like less money. He decided that he was going to, you know, take, I have to actually look up it. Here we go. He signed a two-year $19 million contract. So give or take, he's making about $9 million, like $9.5 million a year. When he could have been making somewhere in the ballpark of around, I think it was like 13 to $14 million had he signed with the Hornets. And, but... As all these NBA players tend to do now, they decide they want to go ring chasing. And the part in my mind that I think it makes it sad from Harold's point of view is that he's not that old. You know, I can understand it if you're a player like, you know, you're kind of, you're about to hit 30 years old and you haven't won a ring yet. And maybe you just want to like, you know, you're thinking about maybe retiring soon and you just want to you want to add a ring to your collection. Like, fine, sure. But Harold's only 26 and he's the reigning sixth man of the year. So it's not like he's you know, a bum or he's an aging veteran that's going to be retiring anytime soon. Like he still has a lot of years left in him. And to 
like I said, he's a winner on the side of that he's going to a team that's obviously going to compete for the championship again. But he's definitely a loser in the financial department, which, I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess it's pretty rare to see a player that will take a team over a contract. But uh, definitely he could have been making a lot more money if he went to the Hornets. <laughs> yeah. And and he's even going to be even more of a loser if the Lakers don't win it next year. Like then it's going to look even worse for him. Yeah, seriously. Um, so uh, with all that being said, there are some winners. There's some good things for some people, some fans out there. Um, and I'll let Eric start talking about maybe not any, I don't think this guy's got a big fan base or anything, but Danilo Gallinari, um, Gallo, as they call him, uh, he got a, a quite a big deal from the uh, Atlanta Hawks. So, Eric, <laughs> were you surprised to see uh, the contract that he got handed um, to him? I was not surprised to see the contract he got handed to him. I was just surprised that it came from the Hawks. I mm-hmm. I understand, obviously, a team like the Hawks that can have trouble luring in big name free agents that they're going to have to overpay. But uh, I figured Gallo would get close to 20 million. So I think, what did he get? Like 22 million, I think was his. I think it was total. quite a bit more than that. You can look it up on spot track. Um, yeah, I guess we can. It was, real quick. I thought it, it, was it set some later. sort of, it set some, it set some sort of record for his age. I know that they, I Woj tweeted something like it was the most money. someone his age had gotten in free agency from another team or something. Um, did anybody see this? I'm trying to pull it up right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's three years, sixty-one million. So oh, it's, okay. it's about twenty million a year. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I thought. I mean, for his age, that is pretty substantial, especially to get three years uh, and get that much. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I say good for him, man. I mean, he, you know, was pretty good uh, younger in his career. He had a pretty great year for the Thunder actually last year. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to keep that up, but I mean, I, even though he was only on the thunder for the one season, I enjoyed having him on the team and, uh, I'll be watching and seeing what he does with the Hawks. So, uh, between getting him and Bogdan and I mean, obviously he's not a good, good defender, but they have Trey young. They've got John Collins. Like, I mean, the Hawks have a decent team now, so it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to see what they're going to do next year. They'll, out of besides like the teams that I root for and the teams the guys root for, like the Hawks are definitely going to be on my uh, lookout list for sure. <laughs> the, the Southeast yeah. is, uh, other than the Wizards, the Southeast is going to be very interesting this year. Oh, definitely. Um, okay, so I also have the twenty seven. Some of the members from the twenty seventeen draft class on this list because uh, it was payday for them, and they all went <laughs> back to their teams on pretty big deals and. All of them got rewarded handsomely. So some of these guys include Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz, Jason Tatum from the Celtics, De'Aaron Fox from the Kings, and Bam Adebayo from the Heat, who all got extended with the Max and everything. They're, they all definitely won. The one on this list that I was surprised, not surprised that he got it, but Sacramento with Fox, um, I don't, I mean, obviously, you look at all these other four. Fox is definitely the worst out of the four on this list. I think uh, Bam, Tatum, and Mitchell are all better than Fox is. But um, we've talked about Sacramento before. Like, it's hard enough for them to keep the players they get. So 
Uh, if you're a Kings fan, I don't think you can be too mad, even though he is probably going to be overpaid a little bit. Um, you still have a, the point guard of the future then at least, and don't have to worry about him leaving teams for the next four or five years. Um, and then to end things off, um, kind of related to the Montrez thing, but Connor talk about the, the Lakers and <laughs> oh, all the people that they yeah. got. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, the Los Angeles Lakers, they made some decent moves in uh, free agency. I think the main thing actually that they can, uh, talk about that was good for them is that obviously they brought in Montrez. Um, they brought, they were able to get Dennis Schroeder from the thunder, which, um, Eric was talking about that earlier. They were able to get Wesley Matthews from the Bucks, mm-hmm. which I mean, think about Wesley Matthews is that he's, you know, he's get definitely up there in age, but I think he's still a really decent player. Um, he's, you know, he's a great defender. He was able to lock down Jimmy Butler in a couple of those games um, mm-hmm. that they were playing against the the Heat when he was playing with the Bucks. So I think that was a good move. A better were, Danny Green, <laughs> right? Right, right. and they, yeah, <laughs> they were able to offload Danny Green. Um, they were able to bring in Marcus Saul. Uh, from the Raptors, just as like on a low deal. But I think the biggest news, this is definitely a, uh, and they also brought back Rajon Rondo, which I think was a good move for them. But oh I no, think, he went to the he went. No, to the that, Fox, that's actually. that's right. I don't know yeah. why I still see him on here. I thought that was weird. I was like, no, they didn't bring him back. Yeah. Um, but no, so they. This is just a rumor, and I know this is obviously related to me because I happen to be the agent of uh, this particular <laughs> player, but. There are a lot of rumors circulating around because Anthony Davis has not signed his contract yet, which obviously he's going to sign with the Lakers like he wouldn't have, you know, done. He would have signed with someone else by now if he wasn't going to sign with the Lakers because everybody would have been courting him. But there are rumors that because right now, like the Bucks have offered Giannis a Supermax contract. If Giannis does sign that contract then Anthony Davis will get, you know, he'll get a long-term deal, like five years. Like the Lakers will give him as much money as they can. Um, But there is the possibility that if Giannis turns down his supermax, you know, we've heard a lot of rumors that Giannis is linked to the heat for next year, or maybe the Mavericks or a team like that. But there's rumors that Anthony Davis is willing to take a less money one year deal for next season. So that way the Lakers can go after Giannis Antetokounmpo for the 2022 NBA season, which I know all three of us have been talking about this, <laughs> that if that happens, then rest in peace, other teams in the NBA, like, Oh my God, like, dude. like, like we thought the possibility of a James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving team was scary. There would be no team on the planet. That's going to beat a team of Anthony Davis, LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, no, GG NBA if yeah. that happens. <laughs> really? Aside from the fact that the that's just speculation, the Lakers are definitely poised to make another championship run this season. Yeah, that's, that's definitely yeah. true. So my 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 whole thing is like with the whole like LeBron being the goat thing. Like if if you're LeBron and you want to truly be considered the goat, do you really need to keep bringing in all this help? Like, you already won a championship, and then now you got to go out and get, you already got to, then you got to get rid of the couple of not good pieces that you do have on the team, and then bring in Montrezl Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, Mark Gasol, and Wesley Matthews, and then you're going to, you know, obviously what Connor said is speculation, but 
then how are you going to look like the goat if you get Giannis on your team next year? You know what I mean? Like that, that would be the biggest big three of all time. Like that wouldn't make you like if, if that happens and the Lakers win another championship, nobody's going to be like, Oh, well, LeBron's better than Jordan. Like, I don't know if, if I'm like a LeBron <laughs> fan and I want to, I want LeBron to be considered the goat. I actually wouldn't want the Lakers making all these moves. Cause I'd want to see him win a championship. Like, as an underdog or like where he has to really go out there and earn it. But I don't know, man, it, I guess I could rant on the Montrezl Harrell thing too, because I just, <laughs> I hate when, I hate when players go and just like team up with their buddies or they go and take way less money so they can be on a championship team, especially when they're still in the prime of their career. Like Connor said, I, I just don't understand it. Like, this NBA offseason. Well, that was, well, that was the funny thing. Everybody thought he was going to team up with his buddy in Charlotte because he's buddies with Terry Rozier. But like, yeah, I mean, well, that'd be a, that's a little different in the sense, like, you know, it's not like this, you know, two superstars teaming up. But at the same time, when you're a good player and like, oh well, I'm, instead of making the most money I can possibly make, I'm going to go team up with LeBron and AD. Like, I don't know. I I just I don't get it. For, I, uh... For NBA standards, he's going to be balling on a budget this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, dude. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I I have just absolutely hated this NBA offseason. <laughs> from what my team did. I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I'm just oh. ready for the Christmas Day opener and, and, and to see, see all these teams back again. Like, I'm, I'm excited for the season. For my teams, you notice my teams didn't end up on this list. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no rants from Zach. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no, although, no. although the Trailblazers made one questionable move, yeah, but they, that was they, it. I, I've I've cooled down a little bit since then. I'm not like you guys still fuming over it, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm still. Regardless, you expect them to still to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm still gonna watch. I'm still <laughs> gonna watch. I still watch my Jags games when they lose. I'm still gonna watch my Thunder. Although they're probably not gonna get any national TV games this year, but uh, so it'll be hard to see them. But I'll see them when I can. Yeah. I, I'm still gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's gonna wrap this episode up, guys. Hopefully, you enjoyed those rants, especially at the end by Eric and Connor. Uh, it was fun for me to listen to, especially Connor's. <laughs> since he doesn't <laughs> rant as as often as Eric does. Uh, but yeah, that's going to wrap things up. Uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed, and we'll be back next week with another episode. And until then, be clutch. Bye. See ya. Peace. Hey,